0: Welcome back to the No Tracers podcast. What's up, guys? I hope you're doing well. My name is Kay. If we have not met before, well, welcome to my podcast. This podcast is all about urban exploration, tips, tricks, stories, all about exploring abandoned places. So if you missed the first couple of episodes, that is basically my rundown on how to get into urban exploration. Uh, I talk about gear that you need. I talk about dealing with security guards. I talk about all kinds of different stuff that I think you need to know when it comes to exploring abandoned places. So if you guys are interested, please go back and listen to those episodes and then come back and listen to this one or listen to it after whatever. So this week on the podcast, I am speaking with abandoned Southeast, and I'm super excited to have him on the podcast to share some of his crazy exploration stories And man, can I just tell you that I have loved having guests on this podcast. We're only three guests in and I'm already having so much fun getting to talk to other explorers. So I hope you guys enjoy these episodes. I hope you enjoy the future of this podcast. At any point, if you like what you're hearing, please leave a rating and some feedback. And if you do leave feedback on the podcast, especially on Apple Podcasts, take a screenshot of your feedback and send it to me at no.tracers on Instagram. And I will actually send you a signed photo print from an abandoned place that I have explored. I would love to get some of my artwork to you. So that is my way of doing that. So all you gotta do is take 30 seconds to leave some feedback and a rating on the podcast and I'll get that out to you pronto. Also, I have to let you know that I have a book out called No Tracers, an urban explorer's diary. It is full of my personal stories and photographs from abandoned places all over the United States, a couple places in Canada, a place in Portugal, just all kinds of really cool stuff in this book. So if you guys are interested in picking up a copy of it, you can go to justtheletterk.com slash no tracers. There will be a link in the description. And there's also a couple of affiliate links down in the description to Amazon products that I think would help you in your exploration journey. Things like Respirator, lights uh backpacks solar chargers all kinds of stuff in the description so if you guys need gear definitely check that stuff out i do get a little bit of kickback every time you use one of my links and you purchase something so thank you in advance for doing that but without further ado let's jump into this podcast with abandoned southeast and see what he's got to say so abandoned southeast can you please introduce yourself and how long you've been exploring for
1: Hello, my name is Leland. I run abandonedsoutheast.com and I've been exploring since around 2014.
0: Amazing. So let's talk about what got you into exploring in the first place. What made you catch that bug?
1: Um, I really got interested in it after seeing the photos of um, Hurricane Katrina in New Orleans um, back around you know, 2005 uh, when that happened. I was always fascinated with Six Flags after that, and... Um, I met up with some people in Atlanta, just some friends, um, through, uh, UER back in the day when that was like a big exploring thing. And, uh, we would just go out on the weekends and, uh, me and my wife would go over there. Um, I lived in Birmingham at the time, so I only lived about two hours from Atlanta and, um, we would just ride over to Atlanta, have lunch, meet up with some friends and explore for the afternoon and come back home. And, um, it really just started as a hobby and it just kind of grew from there.
0: So it's kind of interesting that you bring up the, uh, the six flags that's in new Orleans. I have not gotten to explore that place, but it's definitely on my list. Have you been there?
1: Um, I went a couple of years ago and actually went during the summertime, which, um, was a huge mistake. <laughs> it was like a flying insect hill, just walking through there, uh, dragonflies and mosquitoes and just everything in the world is like attacking <laughs> you. Um, but you know, it's, it's a lot different now. It's been, um, it's been so beat up over the years. Um, it's, but it's still really cool to see I would if you've never been I would always uh, suggest going to check it out before they knock it down yeah
0: definitely and it's been it's been talked about they're trying to like get somebody to buy it and they've been trying to do that for years I mean since basically since Katrina and I don't think it's ever going to happen I don't think anybody really wants it
1: <laughs> well hey, I mean you know it's built on swampland yeah. so you know it's just this, it's going to cost a lot of money to do something with it I just don't think it would ever really be profitable it's so far away from the French Quarter you know, I mean, nobody wants to drive 20 to 30 minutes outside of um, where they're staying to go visit a water park.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So, what was your first exploration? Take me way back to the first
1: one. Okay. Um, my first. Probably, I guess, well, I've been exploring as a kid with my dad and stuff for a long time. So um, I can go like way back. But um, really, let's go to like one of my first explorations around Birmingham, where I was actually like going out, like doing some urbex would be uh, the Pizitz, um department store. And it was in downtown Birmingham. Uh, it was a seven story department store. It was owned by uh, a private family and um, it was in business for decades and they closed it up in 1986 and it just sat there ever since. So, um, when I first got into exploring, I was looking around, you know, I saw the stuff online about six flags and I was really more interested in stuff around my area. And so having grown up in Birmingham, I knew it was a big steel industry and, um, a lot of that had declined in the seventies and pretty much there was just a lot of just, um, basically afterthoughts uh, left over a lot of these old buildings just sitting and not doing anything with, um, they're just, they're just dormant. And it was kind of fascinating to me. So I started looking up history around Birmingham and I found a blog um, called what's left to Birmingham. And it was run by this guy who uses the name, uh, a Fletcher. He's actually became a real good friend of mine, but um, I, I was just fascinated with this blog and just all the really cool stuff to do with the steel mills, um, the mines and just everything else in between. And so um, there was a shopping, there was a shopping department store, Um, like I said, that I first went to, and I was just real fascinated about it. It had a parking garage that was attached to it. And um, we would sneak into the basement of the parking garage and uh, go up to like the sky bridge and then take the sky bridge over into the actual department store. And at that time, they had like a basement in the parking deck where they were basically the family. When, When they closed up the shop, somebody somehow moved all of this stuff into the basement of the parking deck. And it was all like the family's personal belongings, um, just like old photo albums, uh, furniture from the store. Um, just all kind of like really cool stuff. I mean, it was just so that you would just wouldn't expect to see there, you know? And, um, all that stuff just kind of fascinated me. And not to mention that the department store itself was really unique. It had these really cool escalators that ran through like the, very, the center of it. And, um, it was hard to believe that these people would take these escalators. They were so tiny and so small, like the average person I don't think would really fit on them today. And um, it was really just kind of fascinating. The CEO's office had a bunch of old paperwork. Um, You would see a signature signed on like insurance papers on canceled checks. And um, the the department store was kind of iconic in Birmingham. So really seeing that stuff uh, just really kind of fueled my passion to, to want to find out what else was out there you know and what else that I could find
0: yeah I uh here in California we've got a big abandoned shopping mall and it's similar you know it's got the parking deck and it's got the sky bridge over and then you have to like climb through a roof like it's super sketchy all that kind of stuff so it's so fascinating to hear about these like shopping centers that have been decaying over the years across the United States I'm I'm sure you know who Seth Lawless is he's got a whole book out about abandoned shopping malls in the U.S. um and uh i I love hearing these kind of stories about especially shopping malls they're one of my favorite places to explore so when did photography come into play for you when did you start capturing and documenting your explorations
1: well um that all started like right around 2013 2014 is when i started taking photos and that came about really from um seeing the people that i was hanging out with do it you know i was i was just really going to explore And, um, I saw everybody else have these like big fancy cameras and that just kind of piqued my interest. And, um, when I saw some of the images they were creating, I was fascinated by it. And, um, I just thought, heck, if they can do it, I can do it. And, you know, so, um, one thing led to another and I just started picking, my buddy gave me a camera and it just went from there. It was just this little cheap Fuji and shoot. And, um, that's just really how I started. And from there, I bought a, um, a Canon, um, um, a crop sensor Rebel, and that's what i shot with for years. And um, now I've graduated the full frame, and uh, I'm looking for mirrorless these days, you know? <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but yeah, it's just kind of been a progression like everything, you know? It just take, it's just one of those things that just kind of starts out as a hobby, and um, as your interest grows, it just snowballs from there. And today, it's um, basically my career.
0: Wow. That's absolutely incredible, man. Like I love hearing that people have taken this passion for decay and the beauty of abandoned things and they've turned it into a viable, you know, form of, you know, even income. I have another podcast called project freelance, which is about, you know, freelancing and I have guests on to talk about how they built their careers. So it's super cool that you've stepped into another level of exploring and you're, you know, making, making a living on it. I think that's amazing. Um, speaking of photography, camera equipment, things like that, um, um, what other gear do you recommend for new explorers? Like, uh, for example, respirators, uh, lights, things like that. Do you have anything you would recommend for new explorers?
1: I would say, um, the best piece of, um, equipment to have is a good pair of waterproof steel boots. Cause, um, you know, you're always like stepping through mud, stepping on glass, stepping on nails. Um, you know, you'll, you'll never know where you end up sometimes. And uh, there's nothing worse than having a pair of soggy tennis shoes on. So (laughs) for me, at least it's a, it's a good pair of boots.
0: Perfect. Yeah, I agree. You know, I'm, I'm in the market for a good pair of boots right now. Actually. I, uh, I was in Rhode Island exploring a, um, an abandoned theme park and almost had two nails go through my foot. You know, they went literally right between my toes. And so I was like, okay, it's time for me to upgrade from these sneakers to some steel toed boots or hiking boots, something that's a little bit more, uh, uh protective if you will
1: <laughs> oh, i've been there i've um i've walked around the house and not realized um you know like the yard is like sunken in mud just put one foot straight like ankle deep into mud so you know i'm like all right it's time for some boots now
0: <laughs> <laughs> absolutely so are you or have you been exploring during this quarantine time we just spoke to a band in nashville on the podcast uh, as well as ginger snaps and they both have been going out because i mean Abandoned places. There's not really a whole lot of people in there. You're self isolated essentially. So, have you been exploring as well during this time?
1: Um, I get that, but personally, I haven't been out. Um, I've been at home for the last two months. Um, I just, you know, I've got a lot of content, and I figure now it's probably a good time to go through it so I've, I've just spent the last couple of weeks going through photos um working on blogs trying to um, you know get some new content set up for my, my website yeah but um but yeah i mean i don't i don't see anything wrong with it you know um social distancing in, in abandoned places is pretty common <laughs>
0: <laughs> for sure so, so the blog
1: yeah, it, it's a Easter egg, i I? Oh, sorry
0: the blog when did you start the blog like when did that uh become a part of this whole thing
1: um, you know, the blog started, I had to look cause I'm not really quite sure. Um, it started in March of 2016 is when I started the blog.
0: And I love how you've set it up. I'm looking at it right now. Like it's literally so simple to navigate and you've got like, you have it set up so well. Like, uh, what, where did you build your website? Like, what did you use? Were you, are you on, are you on like Squarespace or Wix? Like, I'm
1: just curious. Oh yeah, no problem. Um, I, it's on WordPress actually. And um, I started with just a free, simple WordPress uh, WordPress website. Anybody can make one. Um, I'm not a big computer person. And so this is, it's always been kind of a challenge for me and I've enjoyed it. And um, uh, let's see, I'm, I'm probably up to over 115 posts now on there. So you're looking at like thousands of photos and all kinds of stories just from everywhere. And um, it's been doing pretty well. So we're here, I'm in like the fourth year now, and it's averaging about a hundred thousand views a month. Holy and uh, so it's doing it's really good. That's
0: amazing, man! Like that's wow, a hundred thousand views a month on a blog. That's awesome. Congratulations! That's so huge. Uh, can you bring me to your scariest exploration that you've been on?
1: Um, scariest? Well, um, you know, I don't know if I've got. Like a scariest. I've ran into people. Um, I had there was one time in Birmingham where I was exploring this old warehouse. It's it's been demolished since, but I climbed in through this window and um, I entered in through this small room. And when I exited out of the small room, it was into a bigger room. And in that room was like a group of people um, shooting heroin or something. And so it was kind of just really like uh, awkward to walk in there and see all these people who just kind of like laid out. And scattered around, and they're all staring at me, and I'm staring at them, you know. And so, <laughs> um, running into people, I guess, is probably like one of the one of the scariest things. But oftentimes, it's just a "Hey, how are you?" and keep going type thing. I've never had an issue um, running into somebody. Uh, also, I guess under the scary category, you could maybe talk about finding a dead body. I um, we went into Memorial Mound back in Birmingham, right around 2014 or so. And that's when they had just discovered all the bodies in there. There was probably nine um, decomposing bodies inside at the time. And uh, one of them was um, had been opened up and was just visible. And you could just literally walk up to it and look over and, and see this bag of, uh, of bones and just like this jelly mass. Um, that was probably one of the craziest things I've seen. Um, but, you know... The occasional run-in with like security or the police, I guess might be under the scary category too. But all those for me have always ended pretty well. I've never really had any issues with police. Um, usually just explain that I'm just taking photos. And usually they just let me go, look at me like I'm crazy. Or sometimes they're kind of in- interested and, you know, want to see what it's about. And I just tell them about my website, hand them a card and going about my day
0: that's amazing yeah i did a uh, one of the first episodes of the podcast i did was on dealing with security and slash the police uh so it's it's cool to hear that you haven't had too much trouble with it and in that podcast i say like most of the time you can just say you're a photographer and they'll let you go like you just said because we're not there to vandalize we're not there to like destroy or burn anything down we're just there to capture capture the beauty that's left behind you know um so that's that's awesome um and then what about history? You're, you're, you are you're seem to be pretty big on the history of these places. Do you have a favorite place that has like uh, your favorite history?
1: Man, there's a couple of them. Um, I, I love like old historic homes. Houses are just unique to me because each one of them is unique. They're all different. They're all, um, even though they might be in the same style or the same architecture, um, each one is a little different and so really the history of houses to me is probably one of the most fascinating stuff. Um, because you can, there's all kinds of stuff out there. You know, I've got stories on my site about uh, strip club owners. Um, I've got stories just about mansions and like historic homes, just like all kinds of stuff. Um, there's even one where the guy's buried in the backyard. So, um, you know, I mean, this, these, these houses to me are just fascinating. And that's probably one of my favorite, um, favorite places to explore. Um, but, other than that, really, like, the history side, uh, growing up in Birmingham, you know, I mentioned the still the steel history it has, but also it's the Civil Rights Movement was real big there. And there's a big civil rights um, area downtown. And one of my favorite explorers is uh, the, the – it was called the Colored Masonic Temple. And it was just, like, a big gathering place uh, for the African-American community um, during the civil rights movement. And there was a bunch of businesses inside. I'm talking, like, dental offices, um just all kind of cool stuff, uh, boating places, um, just stuff that you was, you would never see anymore. And everything in there on the doors, everything's all hand-painted. And, of course, being a Masonic Lodge, um, most of the building is like that really pretty blue on the inside. So uh, it, was just, it was just probably one of my favorite explorers. And one of my favorite places to learn about.
0: I love that. Yeah. Masonic temples are, you know, so beautiful. Like you said, inside, like that's awesome that you got to explore a place like that. Um, abandoned Nashville talks about, a, a, a Masonic temple as well. Um, so it's cool that you guys are, you know, over in that area. There's so many more, uh, buildings like that on the East coast. I'm in California, so we don't really have too many abandoned Masonic temples over here. Uh, so it's cool to hear that you guys have that kind of stuff over on the East coast. um, what about goal places? Do you have places that you haven't been yet that you really want to go for me? Obviously Chernobyl and Fukushima are massive uh, spots on my goal list. Uh, but what about you?
1: I would like to go, um, I would probably say like Europe, Italy, in that area and just see some of that architecture, some of those old um, like villas and like those palaces and stuff that you see online a lot. Um, I'd like to see some of that stuff in person. We don't really have a lot of those, like, big grandiose churches down here in the South, you know? Um, so I would also say, like, some of the stuff up in the Northeast uh, kind of piques my interest. Some of those really ornate old um, movie palaces and um, like the old churches and stuff like that, you know? Just real ornate decorative architecture is what I like. So that's sort of thing.
0: So you've hit casinos you've hit movie theaters you've hit giant buildings federal buildings you've seen so many amazing and different kinds of places it's not like you're just exploring houses i mean you've also done like airplane graveyards things like that do you have a favorite type uh aside from houses you you mentioned that you love exploring houses do you have like a preference of uh what kind of place you you explore um other than the houses
1: Um, you know, I really don't. It's kind of all like fascinating in its own way. Um, houses, boats, um, like you said, some of the federal buildings, banks, banks to me are always like, uh, really cool because they have a, usually have a really cool vault and, um, like vault doors are are one of those things that are like unique to each bank. Um, so, um, I mean, yeah, just like all kinds of stuff. I don't really, look out for one particular thing. I I just really say if something catches my eye, if I think there might be like an interesting story behind it, you know, something that other people would might be interested in. Absolutely. Um, You know, that's kind of the stuff that I look for, stuff that people would want to know about, you know, that I would want, but I I would even want to know more about.
0: Definitely. And then do you explore alone or with people? Do you have a preference?
1: Um, you know, I, I like to do it by myself really. Um, I don't mind exploring with people and there's a lot of, there's a lot of cool explorers out there that I've met over the years and I've, that I've enjoyed exploring with. Um, but just as like a preference thing, I would, I would prefer to go by myself. Um, just because I can kind of shoot at my own pace. I'm a slow shooter sometimes. And, um, sometimes I just don't like people to be in my way, you know I mean? Uh, <laughs> nothing against just having people with you, but, uh sometimes I just want people out of my way so I can shoot how I want to, you know, um, get the shots that I'm looking for. Cause for me, it's just all about like an eye thing. Like uh, I'm trying to capture what I see visually myself through my lens. If that makes sense.
0: Absolutely. Um, so we have a lot of people that, you know i'm sure you also do i have a lot of people hit me up and say like hey can you just send me some addresses um how do you feel about sharing locations things like that can you kind of give people a little bit of insight onto why we don't necessarily give out addresses to just anybody
1: well the simple reason is that things get destroyed um i see it happen all the time especially with, like those, with these new wave of explorers that are that are coming up now in the early 20s um with the YouTube and stuff like that. Um, I've had places like schools for example, that I've um visited four or five years ago that I went back and recently visited and they're um, they're they're tagging them up with like permanent markers and stuff like that now right in their Instagram handle and you know nobody's gonna see that stuff besides other explorers. there's really no reason in doing it and um, some of that stuff just kind of like irks me and all that you know that's why I don't like the give places out because I don't want them to be vandalized. Um, You know, people steal things, break into places. And uh, it's I mean, I just like to try to hold these places As much as i can just like they are for as long as possible
0: yep i'm the exact same way and i think uh you're right the new wave the the youtube kids i mean i'm technically one of the youtubers but uh yeah i totally know exactly what you're talking about and i hate that people vandalize these spots because we want to keep them as pristine as possible because when we take photos of these places we want them to look how they looked when they were first abandoned with the decay we don't want to see your stupid instagram handle in a photo like come on guys
1: <laughs> that's right that's right and then i will say this there's a lot of good youtube channels out there but it seems like that's really where a lot of the stuff is going for for clout when they just try to um when they want to get all these places and put them on video and put it on youtube to try to get some kind of clout mm-hmm. and I, will, I know there's a lot of good youtube explorers out there so i'm not just bashing youtube oh, for
0: sure for sure and then if you could live in one place that you've explored for a week, which place would it be? <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's funny you asked that. Um, when I first started exploring, me and my wife would play this game, like basically like, would you sleep here? <laughs> and, we, and anytime we were in a place, we'd be like, look at the other person, be like, well, would you sleep here? <laughs> and um, oftentimes it'd, the answer would be like, yeah. <laughs> now staying there for a week, I don't know about that. Um, if I was going to be stuck somewhere for a week, it would probably be, uh, somewhere outside of the city where I know I get like a decent night's sleep and not have to worry some about somebody like running up on you, you know? Um, but, but yeah, if, hopefully, hopefully we're not going to have to come to that anytime soon.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, and then my last question for you is what is something you know now that you wish you knew when you started exploring?
1: people talk. <laughs> so, you know, if there's somewhere that you really like and that you really enjoy exploring, you probably shouldn't tell everybody where it's at.
0: There you go. That's, that's a great piece of advice. Yeah. If you love the spot, don't tell people about it. <laughs> Keep it to yourself, man. <laughs> that's right. Keep it a secret. Keep it a secret. Cool. Well, if anybody has any questions for you or if they want to see more of your content, where can they go to find you?
1: All right. Um, I'm all over social media. You can um, find me on Facebook at Abandoned Southeast. Uh, you can find me on Instagram um, under the same name. And of course, you got my blog at AbandonedSoutheast.com. Um, you can always reach out to me on there. And um, I love to hear from people. I love to talk Urbex. So, you know, hit me up.
0: Perfect. Thank you, Leland. I appreciate you coming on this podcast and chatting with me for a bit.
1: Thank you, Kate, for having me. I really appreciate it.
0: All right, guys, that was Abandoned Southeast. I'm so excited that I got to talk to him. Thank you to Abandoned Nashville for actually bringing him up so that I could reach out. Uh, If you guys have any explorers that you would like me to talk to, please hit me up at no.tracers on Instagram with their tag. I would love to hear from them. I would love to know more about what they do as explorers. And I would love to ask them these questions. So yeah, if you guys have any explorers you want me to interview, just hit me up on Instagram and let me know. Other than that, thank you guys for tuning in to another episode of No Tracers, the podcast. I will talk to you with another guest next week. And man, I, I'm loving I'm loving this. I'm loving doing this. I'm loving getting to talk to other explorers. I've always wanted to do something where I get to actually speak to them and pick their brains about exploration and hear some stories. And I mean, abandoned Southeast, seen a dead body in an abandoned place. Like, that's crazy. I have yet to experience that. I don't know what's going to happen when I do, but... Wow, what a crazy story. So yeah, if you guys have not heard of Abandoned Southeast or if you haven't checked his stuff out, please do me a huge favor and go to Instagram. Go to abandonsoutheast.com. Find him at Abandoned Southeast. All of his links will be down in the description. Be sure to hit him up if you've got questions or if you just need some inspiration, go check out his content. Cool, I'll talk to you guys next week on No Tracers. My name is Kay. Have fun exploring and remember, leave no trace.